Up next, we'll be talking about one of the great heroes of the 20th century and one of the evils that he fought head on. Stay tuned. Thanks for joining us on another episode of The Catholic Gentleman. We are your hosts, Sam Guzman and John Heinen. We are grateful that you are tuning in to listen to us. We've got a great guest today and a great topic to discuss. But before we get there, if this is your first time listening to us, we'd love it if you click that subscribe button on either podcast players. If you're on YouTube, definitely click the subscribe button and that bell so that you get notified every time a new one of these comes out. We come out weekly with them. If you are on Apple Podcasts or any other podcast player that offers reviews, we'd love it if you get us five or four stars. Um, if you don't like us, there's a lot of other incredible podcasts out there. Steve's got some of them actually. And uh, you can maybe find what you're looking for there. So anyways, we're grateful for all of our donors who make this possible. And shifting now to our guest today, we've got a guest, Steve Cunningham. He is uh, I, um, the director, the owner of a really an incredible apostolate called Census Fidelium. He's also a consultant um, for Tan Books. Going back to Census Fidelium, his YouTube account, has 230,000 subscribers. So be sure to check that out. We're going to put that in the show notes. But uh, he lives in North Carolina with his wife and three kids, one of them uh, recently born, praise God. And, uh, and today we're going to talk about Venerable Fulton Sheen. So Steve, how are you doing? I'm well. How are you guys doing? Good. Doing really well. Good. Pre- Glad that appreciate you're Appreciate you having me on. The, the gentleman or the Catholic gentleman? That's right. Another gentleman to join us. And and so, Steve, tell us a little bit about yourself, your upbringing, your life. I, I like our guests are, um, to, to be able to speak in that direction. And so our listeners can kind of hear, you know, where you're coming from. And we see all these these incredible um, artwork and, and saints and Our Lady and crucifix behind you. But tell us a little bit about where you got started and if that was all always over yeah. <laughs> all over. Um, if that, that was that all goes back to my childhood days when I was uh, a sports only. And so I had baseball, basketball, football guys all over the room. So and then I was in the high school and it, obviously it, uh, maybe Brittany maybe hit on the wall a couple of times. I know embarrassing to talk about that, but then I brought the Saints in. So it was just one of those. That's just me. I got photos all over to keep my that's the way I was yeah. growing up. I, lo- I love posters, sports posters. Now I try to get the Hall of Famers of the uh spiritual life up. amen amen well i'm glad that you're doing it so when you were were you born and raised catholic yeah a uh, cradle uh my mom mm-hmm. was uh, a full-blooded uh, bred italian from uh, naples my grandma's from there and uh, my dad was protestant he converted a couple years a year before he died uh but mom brought us up in the faith rosaries every night took us to mass uh all the all that nine yards you know the whole nine yards uh, catholic uh, school with nuns I still remember nuns, even though I remember Sister Ursula had spider veins and uh, black hair. Uh, but yeah, yeah, born, born and bred, grew up in it, didn't know much about it. And I remember one sermon when I was growing up was on Mike Dicka. Uh, outside of that, I couldn't tell you anything that I learned in Catholic school besides dropping an egg out of a window in science class. And uh, yeah, I was a, just I kind of went punching my uh, time card throughout life. Yeah. Wow. Well, what brought you this conversion in, into your heart to, to start such an incredible ministry and to become a consultant for Tan Books and to really devote your life to Christ? Uh, I would say, well, my brother sent me a text finally. Uh, I was 
came out speaking of communists, I came basically came out of college a full, you know, a communist in a sense, a gun grabber, let's bomb, which is kind of funny. I bombed the Middle East, turned into a parking lot, you know, all that nonsense you hear of. Uh, didn't know anything besides what was on Sports Center and whatever I was taught by professors. So uh, uh, get out of that, go to a become a personal trainer for years, still spewing my nonsense there and living a not a good life. And um I mean, I was the you know I was running the bars in Columbia. It seemed like Columbia, mm. South Carolina. People would say, "Where's the, where's the go at? Where where are we going today?" And I would sit next to Steve Spurrier, and they were like, "Yeah, you're sitting next to Coach." And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's cool. No, no problem. It's, you know, I, I see a lot of people like this. Uh, get a job with medical sales and assistant changed my life in that sense because uh, now I'm in the medical field, which was at that time Obama was president. And that we were getting just, you know, all HSS letters all the time about taking this product off, taking this product off. And I asked the guys, what happens when this goes down? He goes, we're out of a job. And I, and I was listening to talk radio at the time, twist, turned my mindset on politics big time, started uh, putting on Facebook different things of what I was used to doing. People would say that my brother and I would try to make each other laugh. And we mm -hmm. were, and then he saw what I was doing. And for Lent, he decided to become uh, put up a saint of a day during Lent, every day of the week. And at the end of Lent, he started about maybe I got a call to the priesthood, which that's another story of how that thing came around. That was more the, the things that happened for yeah. him to go there was just, you know, wow. I'll just say. So when people were around me, we had the same friends and they would go, hey, what's wrong with your brother? He's so obnoxious, uh, arrogant about the Catholic Church being, the, you know, the, the best, the only church, this, that, and the other. And, and I was living in the heart of the SEC country in South Carolina and uh, the Gamecocks, even though they were a terrible team, the guys thought they were the champions every day. And I said, well, you guys think uh, SEC is the best football team in the best football conference in the world, right? And I said, oh, yeah. Is that arrogant or truth? So that was my first apologetic <laughs> for Catholic at the time. I, never, I didn't hear it back at that time. But I would listen to his, uh, his apologetic arguments and sometimes watch a clip or two. He'd have Tim Staples on here and this and mm -hmm. on here as well. And and then all of a sudden he texts me up, ignorance of scripture is ignorance of Christ. It's about, about a, you know, about this time, that, you know, that year in uh, October, end of October. And I read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Matthew, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday for the first time. And for some reason, St. Uh, uh, Mary Magdalene having seven demons in her uh, stood out for someone. I didn't know that. Wow. I wrote back, what else? What else? What else is next? What? And I just got that. Didn't know that. What's next? And that led me to watching, uh, was it Bishop Barron was on WGN at that time. I was watching that. Uh, Karapi was on uh, TV Karapi. as well. Yeah. And uh, World's First Love, first book I yeah. grabbed. I don't remember how I stumbled onto that one, but that was wow. it. And then that was the first book. And that led to, I got a, you know, library out there. <laughs> wow. Wow. I appreciate you sharing that. That is, yeah, that that's exciting though. And it's exciting how God is, is, you know, I always go to that parable story of, um, of the good, uh, you know, the good son and, the, um, and, and when he's returning, uh, the prodigal son is returning, the, the dad just gets up and, and runs to him, you know, as it says in scripture. And I just, I think of, you know, Christ was, God was hunting after you and, and he was running to you and, and it just fired up in your soul. So I'm so excited to hear that. I appreciate you sharing that. Ah, you're welcome. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even think about the videos till afterwards. I mean, I was another couple of years later working yeah. out in a, you know, 500 square foot apartment and listening to a sermon. I didn't know what is this about, and kind of blew me away after watching Tom Woods uh, Western Civilization series and some Sheen videos, and then saw these sermons, and then 
Yeah, that wow. was that was the start. That was the plant, the seed right there to start doing the channel, which that was another couple of years later with greater glory trying to promote that. That's how that that's how that thing got going. Wow. That's great. Yeah. So God's really blessed that that media apostolate since um it's reached i don't even know how many people i'm sure you have some stats or something but it's like it's uh all over the place and and um it's fitting though because we're we're talking today about kind of a another 20th century media apostle uh blessed fulton sheen which i would love to see what he would do with the internet but (laughs) but uh but yeah he's he's um you know used radio writ wrote countless books i mean he's uh really uh an incredible figure when it comes to use utilizing media for evangelization one of the pioneering figures really um and so yeah tell us a little bit about you know Fulton sheen uh, how you got interested in him and and kind of the uh, any impact he's had on your life i said the world's first love was the first book and i wish i remember how i stumbled i think i might have just looked it up or my brother might have even text told me get this book. And uh, I just remember reading about how Fatima was named after Muhammad's daughter. And which was funny because after when I was doing Uber in Denver, I picked up a Fatima a couple of times and uh, one was on her birthday. And I started talking about Fatima to her and she, she remembered that she heard the story. She heard of the story. And so she was Muslim, but we she left with a miraculous medal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I got a job with AT&T uh, as a sales rep, which if anybody remembers the phone book, yep. I'm a sales guy at heart. And I would consider selling the phone book as the hardest sale in sales right now. <laughs> that was right at the time when they were doing digital. It was like, there was an app. There still is. Nobody was buying the yellow. I used the yellow pages to hold the door open and call Chinese. Yeah. And uh, so I got a job with them and they did a training for four weeks down in Atlanta, Georgia. And I had the Life is Worth Living CD. So I would drive to Atlanta. And drive around town because well, it was it was a fraternity parish on the other side of town. And I would go there for mass in the morning, come back, and I would listen to the CDs to and fro. And uh, man, it was just you know, how many? I can't remember how many. Was it twenty or thirty of them? Yeah. And it just just blew you away. Fantastic! You couldn't wait to get back in the car and hear the next one. And all the drives almost over. I could drive around five more minutes to finish the CD, and then um, and then on top of that, just the videos that were on YouTube. Since I was getting into that, I was I actually used his videos to help build somewhat of a foundation to the channel. Because at that time, you could only upload like 15-minute clips. Mm-hmm. And then when I started getting into it, you could actually expand it. So I figured out, I don't know how because I'm not a tech guy at all, that you could put all of them together and then upload. So I was the only one at that time that had the entire whatever show it was on with one click. So you didn't have to go through part one, part two, part three. Yeah. And until YouTube, until Google started saying, you got other, you took this guy, we can't have you on here. You you know, they didn't, they don't like you using other videos. I found out a couple yeah. years ago, I had to take all those down. So other people got them up, which is fine with me. And they, they got their own full machine YouTube channels. But yeah, that was just listening to his CDs and the, and the uh, MP3s, keep the faith.org has a ton of them on there. I, I always tell people, so, you know, that if anything that he said, it's on keep the faith.org. He's got that conference with, St. Therese, uh, you got the vocation conference in Ireland. I think it's on there. Uh, and he's he, just the, the stuff he said in the, the abortion video with the, uh, was the times running out when he compared the end of it was the, when we dropped the bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Mm. And that's when the, the lines were just, you know, taken away. And then anything could, you could kill anybody after that. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, a, and even in the book communism, he's, he talks about things back in the day with family and marriage. This when these go away and you're reading it going that see, we're seeing that today or how the communists are going this or the two party system or was one party's uh, one party used to be for the states. I'm going, Hey, he's talking about state rights. And yeah. you can't find anybody talking about that today. Just things like that. I was just reading from just that one book going, man, if there's, and then the top 10 commandments of communism, we'll get into that, that you're seeing with number one, go attack the priests. Uh, I don't know how he found all this stuff, but he was like pretty much the number one was an antagonist of communism at the time. And I guess, you know, with all the uh, things going on, that was, you know, kind of like everyone else is doing it too but there's a priest doing it and but today i mean 40 years 50 years since he wrote, wrote the book yeah it's you know if we would have been paying attention which i say that a lot with us catholics we just kind of like you know wait for the bombs to drop before we do anything we don't like going on the offensive we're a defensive bunch man we might maybe we had some change going on if we would have seen the things that other people were talking about 30, 40, 50, 60 years ago, like, you know, just this 150, 180 page book. Yeah, no, it's so true. And I really appreciate you mentioning that. And before diving into this book, I want to thank 10 books for bringing us together. 10 books has just come out with a new anthology, a new uh, collection set that'll be in the show notes as well um, about some of the best writings of um, of Fulton Sheen. But one of them that we want to uh, prioritize and one that I've got in my hands right here is that communism in the conscience of the West. And so if for our listeners, um, one of the things in you kind of touched on it, Steve, that I love about Fulton Sheen is the fact that he was just a master of coming up with comparisons and analogies, you know, to help us men understand the faith or the mysteries of the faith. You know, uh, he always builds on natural order and shows how God's ways are are in direct, uh, not only alignment, but are also perfecting, right, um, uh, uh, nature. And and he does so in such a way that that we can we can truly understand. And as I ha- was diving into the book, um, communism in the conscience of the West, uh, you know, scales falling off the eyes moments, you know, as I as I'm going through it. And I did. I just kept on having this in my brain. This idea is like Athanasius was Saint Athanasius was here to to fight Arianism and. And Fulton Sheen, I mean, was the Athanasius of our times to fight communism and, and the wickedness, but also all the underpinnings of capitalism that um, as I was going through, I'm just like, oh, my goodness, I uh, I fall into that myself. You know, I fall into this materialistic, you know, uh, uh, possessions and, uh, and and and, you know, that knowledgeably, but it's it's good to be reminded and just kind of hit upside the head from time to time. And that's exactly what he does. So I'd love for you to start and talk a little bit about, um, uh, you know, some of his uh, obviously direct critiques and of communism and how it, it goes directly against our faith as Catholics and something that that we have to reject. And for any of our listeners who aren't aware, Fulton Sheen was born in 1985. He died in 1979. He lived through Our Lady of Fatima. He lived and he spoke about her. He lived through the Great War, World War One. Then he lived through World War Two. Then he lived through, um, you know, the Cold War. And he, and he just, uh, um, uh, yeah, he's just a man for our times. And and I just um, I, I can't. I'm I'm always in awe of him. So so Steve, I'd love for you to talk a little bit about uh, about his yeah critiques and rightfully so against communism 
Yeah, and one reason I I got into this book was because of the Holy Face devotion I, I fell into was yeah I started doing some lectures and interviews on that and in fact picked up this book I got I got that book too but I've been using this book before I got this book so I got this one all dear ear ear tag or dear ears whatever you call it yeah. and uh, I literally just found this one before uh, we came on and he talks about Peter sinking into ship he goes come and Peter's going down on the boat upon the water to come to Jesus. Then it was that Peter began to sink beneath the waters. Why did he sink? Sacred scripture gives us the reason. Seeing the wind was strong. In other words, he began to take account of the opposition to measure the velocity of the wind and the strength of the tempest. We are sinking because like Peter, we have concentrated our whole attention upon the winds of public opinion, upon the currents of, of indifference, upon the military, economic and political opposition from this quarter or from that. We are sinking for the same reason that Peter sank. We have taken our eyes off the master. And I think every election, everyone talks about, oh, uh, we all, uh, my bud, Mike Church, would joke uh, back in the day about this guy in Massachusetts. Scott, I think it was Scott Horn, Scott something, Scott Reed. Scott Reed's going to do it. You just wait, wait and see. He's going to come in and change everything. And, you know, we had Trump coming in. And then I, I look at that as controlled opposition because all the people that were upset during eight years of Obama, all of a sudden got quiet and nothing really changed. And then we got what's going on now. And it was like, hey, we're going to get Trump back next year. Oh, we're going to have our first election that's fair for the, the her first history of the republic next yeah. in two years. Okay. Or this red wave that they're expecting in a couple of days. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's this failed two-party idea where we concentrate on my team versus their team. When you look at you know, protests that are going on, which is part of me when looking at the whole Great Reset thing going, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see people in Europe getting upset because they're going to get killed if they keep things going what they're doing. You know, the starvation, the uh, uh, electricity is freezing them during the winter, which is funny, mm -hmm. the global warming, it was supposed to be warming, but everyone's going to freeze in the winter. It's kind of like, okay, what's going on here? But Garanger writes, as Catholics, we're not supposed to protest. We're supposed to get on our knees. And as mm -hmm. he said, we're taking our eyes off the master. It, if we trust in God, like the problems in the church, do we believe that God said the gates of hell will not prevail, or do we not? Do we trust? Mm -hmm. Pray, hope, don't worry. It's a great bumper sticker. Yeah. I don't know anybody that really believes in it. My wife tells my sister that all the time. Pray, hope, don't worry. Five seconds later, she's <laughs> worrying. I go, do, not, do not take your own advice. It's it's easy to say. It's hard to we take our eyes off the master. I was I just saw that going. That's perfect for what's you know coming down the pipe with yeah. technocracy and you know communism, which she writes in the page before. Communism is destined to fail precisely at this point. It tries to force love and righteousness into the framework of compulsory regulation and therefore destroys them. Mm. And I mean, look, look in the last couple of years, the compulse, you do this or you're going to kill your grandma. Do yeah. this if you love this. Or if you if you care about your country, you're going to vote. It's everything's compulsory, everything you mandate, you get. And if you don't do it, you're a bad person. Whereas can't get anybody to go to mass we're a real true love you want to go to mass in in a sense when they got rid of the holy days the uh, obligation the forced obligation it made you want you go to mass now though because you love you're yeah. not compelled to go you have to actually love to go to it now or like the fasting you actually have to love to fast now instead of well i'm just doing it because i have to yeah. instead of i have to now it's you gotta actually put some it's behind you ownership out of this to actually develop the love. It just doesn't come like a Coke machine, hit the button, or just like faith and everything else. You have to take some practice. So in a sense, it's not that great that it happened, but in another sense, I personally look at it going, 
you know, and coming from a sports mindset, I, I want that. I want that challenge. Because mm-hmm. if you don't have that challenge, how you how you sharpen iron? Iron mm-hmm. only sharpens iron. Heat sharpens iron. You don't cold, lazy boy, Catholic, you know, take up my cross is the way to do it. Not sit down and cross your legs. Like when Fulshin Day, you bring up, he was number one. It was easy to be Catholic. People loved us. Now people, ha- I remember, now people hate us. I remember a priest out in Denver. Uh, he was going to the March for Life. I was taking him up to the airport. I go, oh, you're going out to D.C., I guess? He goes, no, no, no. That's for the easy ones. You want to know who hates you? Go to San Francisco. That's where I'm going. Oh, my bad. I was like, Dude, can I go with you? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, Not things really. like that. I mean, was, I, uh, and he brings up the, uh, the Ten Commandments of uh, communism, which Paul Kangor brings up. And I've uh, mentioned a couple of times in the podcast on the uh, uh, shows I've done on the Holy Face. And number one was never forget that the clergy is a declared enemy of the state and of communism. Hmm. I, you can't look, now you see a collar. Used to be people would go out of their way to open a door and look at all the old movies, how they treated them well and yeah. portrayed them in a good way. Now you turn on regular TV, uh, there's always something w- weird with them. There's something wrong with them. You can't go down the street to, or without somebody looking poorly at them or questioning them. Do they do something with a kid? Even mm-hmm. though, you know, it's just the mindset. I know I remember Father Isaac saying, I can't go through a, a, a airport without people looking at me with you know evil eyes anymore. Mm. Uh, I'm sure it's not all the time, 100%, but you know you know what I mean. I do. Uh, try to convert your friends to communism, number two. for Do not forget that state, uh, Stalin, who gave to the Russian people his new constitution, is the new leader of the anti-gods, not only of the Soviet Union, but throughout the world. You think of, you brought up Fatima, communism will spread its errors. And if I went through in the uh, Holy Face thing, line by line of the Communist Manifesto, and I, and I will go ahead and do the argument. The U.S. is not a country. It's a federal republic. But the U.S. has knocked off nine out of ten of those mm. checkpoints. You can pretty much go to the state level, too, and see that. Mm. Uh, number three, try to persuade, but but do not force your friends to stop going to church. What happened in 2020? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, everybody, it used to be everyone could raise their hand. How many people fell out? Know somebody that fell away from the church. Now you can raise your hand. How many people don't go? anymore yeah. knows multiple people that don't go because of that and my old in-laws i know half of them don't go anymore uh four watch out for spies denounce sabotage uh five spread atheistic literature literature among the people we got plenty of that six good old comes uh is also a militant atheist he must know how to shoot and be expert in military discipline you see the military it's not a christian group i mean what was it 2018, they were getting rid of Catholic uh, uh, chaplains, or uh, a buddy of mine was in Georgia, the Naval Yard, and they were forcing Catholic uh, chaplains out of retirement multiple years earlier than the Protestants. Mm Kind of like if you know the story about the uh, uh, San Patricios, that when they were in the the U.S. Army, they were fed Protestant garbage. They couldn't go to mass, and then they looked over, they see nuns and priests and bells going, I think we're on the wrong side. And they yeah. figured that out. Uh, number seven, work eagerly preventing religious element you may notice from influencing your neighbors. Eight, every atheist must be a good communist. Uh, watching the security of the state is the duty of every anti-God. How many of our friends are nationalists, statists, yeah. in a sense? Uh, nine, support the atheist movement by financial gifts. 
10, if you are not a uh, convinced atheist, you will not be a good communist and a faithful citizen of the Soviet state. Uh, just, I mean, where, how, where's, how come Tucker's not talking about stuff like that? You know, mm-hmm. Kangor yeah. brings it out. Kangor's got a big influence, but not everyone's read Devil and Karl, Karl Marx. And you read that. Wow. Just, yeah. Yeah. It's, it sounds like what you're describing, though, is, you know, if you looked around and said, you know, how big is the Communist Party USA? Like, it's probably not very big, you know, like in the sense that an officially formed like communist group is not too popular in the United States. But what it sounds like you're describing is like a soft communism that's kind of creeping its way into the United States because, uh, you know, a lot of people look around, they say they would say like, well, you know, we we defeated the USSR and all this and like, you know, back during the Cold War era, it was like such this imminent threat, you know, McCarthyism where we're looking in the, you know, looking for communists under every rock and like, you know, and, and it, that's kind of faded from our collective consciousness. Like we don't really like, it's not like the forefront of our minds anymore. And yet what it sounds like you're saying is like, okay, maybe it's not wearing, a, you know, a red hammer and sickle, but it's still creeping in. Is, is that right? Is that what you're kind yeah. of getting at? Yeah, it's kind of like Jonah Goldberg's uh, book, Liberal Fascism, because it will have a smiley face. Yeah. And uh, how many people, how many of you, uh, you probably know friends of yours that will defend the public school system? That's pillar yeah. 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the other day, everyone's going after all oh, the, you know, the GOP is going after Medicare and Social Security. Oh, that's on the, that's on the list. <laughs> it's, that's, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, even the quote unquote conservatives, they're at least 30% uh, communists in a sense. It's just, it's that uh, boiling water theory, I guess you could say that. Yeah. You just get a little bit into it, a little bit more into it. Oh, that's not too bad. But, or it was a Joseph Schumpeter uh, Peter said that uh, freedom is freedom is a great word. People love the ring of it, but at the actual practice of it, we don't really like it. Um, yeah. You want that. You want that security. You want that. Big, you want big daddy, big or uh, <laughs> big brother to watch your back in a sense. Or I got you comes in with, you know, we're going to do this to help you out. You're, you should be afraid and we're going to get your back. But, well, I mean, it brings up in the, the glass water theory. I mean, uh, he writes about that, the attitude of family in Russia and America. Talk about the, uh, uh, if you drink water and forget the glass, so you enjoy the pleasure and forget the person. Talk yeah. about the matrimonial codes mm-hmm. of it, 1918 and 1927. He was affirmed the law, all children belong to the state. And yeah. heard Clinton yeah. say that it takes a village to raise a child. And I mean, well, how many homeschoolers are being worried or targeted because they're homeschooling their kid? They're not letting the state raise their kid, or or if they do do something, they don't maybe have them at the uh, uh, at the educational level. They're working, and then they got somebody else raising their kid at the uh, at the nursery homes or what? Not what we call the the daycares, which daycares. are set up during yeah. the war. Yeah. So that the women could go to work and then they, somebody else could raise the kid. That's right. So, well, and I think you're you're hitting on something that's so, so clear to me. And when I was uh, looking at this and anytime I spend time with Fulton Sheen, uh, which is admittedly not enough, is that. He was so prophetic for our for our times. Right. So, I mean, he's I actually don't even know the date of, of the book here. Um, but it was 60, 70 years ago that that he wrote this. And um trying to see if it's in the back section, but um nevertheless, he talks about how 
we're not allowed to teach religion at public school systems Mm -hmm. and that that only benefits atheists. It doesn't benefit anybody. And the talk of, of man, he calls it, I think the liquidation of authentic man or something like that, or the liquidation of, of man as, uh, as, right and good in and of himself, right? And that uh, we don't need a redeemer. We don't, you know, we don't need uh, to feel guilt uh, for our sins and that we just see this everywhere. And I mean, it's, and as you mentioned already, technology has just exploded the, these errors into, into our very lives and the fabrics of our very existence that we're just ignorant to it. So maybe you can speak a little bit to, um, to that ignorance, but also the the church's response to this, or 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 what is the response to all of this um, communism that has really infiltrated uh, many of our homes uh, in ways that we are you know ignorant to uh, in large part. I'd lo- I'd love to hear you you know just talk a little bit about Fulton Sheen's solutions to this um, to this error and these problems. Probably right couple right before the glass water theory brings up that the. Uh uh or at the end of it is the family is the formidable stronghold of all the turpitudes of the old regime so strengthening the family which you go back into like uh father Payton talking about the family who prays together stays together Mm -hmm. Uh, get into that like you you mentioned the you mentioned the photos yeah Yeah, how many i used to work for the knights of columbus for insurance i remember going into homes i didn't know if they were catholic or not Mm -hmm. so you just where's the where's our courage for that? Like uh, he's brought up Peter, be looking at the Lord, taking our focus on the Lord. Forget what the other people are doing. You know, you do you. you know, like maybe Christmas, hold off on Christmas decorations and then keep them up afterwards. We had the HOA come after us because we went after it. We had them up too long afterwards. But they had how it was a werewolf, a sixty foot werewolf, two arms down that's been up for thirty four days. Yeah. <laughs> for Halloween, it's still up. We have uh, the same thing down on my street. Exactly. Yeah. Skeletons that are 20, 30 feet tall. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Well, you can't have a major scene out on your porch for 30 right. days in, during the Christmas season. You know, mm. stuff like that. It's kind of like, all right, we, we kind of get trampled on in a sense. It's time for us to kind of like, all right, stick your chest up. If you want, you, you read the lives of the martyrs. Mm. I don't think those guys back in the third, fourth, fifth century or it would just lay down. So, you know what? I'll, you know. I'll I'll throw a little bit of incense. Just I'll do what you say. Nah, you know, you know, go pound sand. I'm doing it this way. I'm sticking to the I'm sticking to the cross. You know, yeah. uh, they challenged each other. We're kind of wimpy in the sense these days. Scared that someone's going to like not like us or not click like or uh, they're going to see us at a you know at abortion clinic and not to, you know think you know something about us or you know there's mm-hmm. a party going on tonight. Well, I'm going to mass. It's Wednesday or Tuesday. What's well, a holy day? You know, tell them why. Yeah. <laughs> you know, things like that. We just, it's practice. The, you know, the more times you do it, the easier it will get. Not to be obnoxious going, you know, opening a door and start saying, you know, before you say grace at a restaurant, you go, Ben, eat you, Jay. No, <laughs> just, you know, not to go all over like that, but just the simple, the easy way. Yeah. You know, Therese talks about the simple, make it extraordinary, things like that. And starts at the home and get the family together, get the family, you know, men be men. It's, Amen. You guys push that a lot about just yes. manliness. And, you know, if men were men and then the women would follow and then the kids would, you know, follow that because they see a strong male leader. And then they'll do my three year old sing Salve Regina yeah, you know, randomly. Amen. And people say, oh, we don't know. You can't teach kids land. She randomly sings it throughout the day in the car. Just, 
I would I would film her because I know it'd get that millions of views, but I don't want her on social media. So that's another thing. Get, you, know, you don't have to take selfies of yourselves and put them up. That's a simple thing, I think. You know, yeah. Manage, stay invisible. Stay invisible. You know, stay behind the scenes. Do what people don't. You know, in sports, I want the guy that's running uh, stairs with the lights off and shooting ball, and you know, to, you know, when the coaches aren't there, no one sees what you're doing, but they you improve. In the spiritual life, same thing. You know. You're if you're doing the night adoration of Father Mateo, which was around the time of Full Machine as well. No one knows you're doing it. You don't have to tell, tweet it out saying I'm doing this. Just do it. In the spiritual world, it's in you. You'll see the gains down the road, and yeah. maybe you'll convert someone on the street, or you're know, like with my apostolate. Maybe somebody. It's in the litany of humility. Somebody you know hope somebody else becomes holier than you. As long as you become as holier as you should. It's, yeah, maybe somebody Oof. will come better at. It. I hope somebody comes better at what I'm doing and does an improvement and gets even you know four or five times more people coming in. That's Amen. that's a goal. I want everyone doing something like that. And if we have a whole team, a base of just hardcore Catholic guys, this stuff don't have a chance. Look at like uh, the the 300 of uh, Gideon. We don't need yes. that. I you know use that whole thing of Sam Adams. Don't take a majority, but a tireless minority, hell bent on setting brush fires in people's minds. We don't need a majority. Just need what well, Abraham was talking about too. Can I just find ten? You know, yeah. Just, just, just get one or ten. Yeah. Ten of us could change the world. Give me, get three hundred of us. Holy cow! Yeah. Gideon could do it. Yeah. Uh, Father Mateo writes a million people. We had at one time in Chicago. Uh, they called the city of the Sacred Heart. Think of it now. Wow. So if you look at the global scale, it will drive you nuts. But if you can think locally, act locally, convert your neighborhood, convert your parish get your parish on fire and maybe convert that area around your parish, make it a Catholic neighborhood. That will be so impactful that maybe another parish does that. And maybe 10 parishes do that. And that's what Sheen was doing. He's, he's, he was doing global stuff, but he's looking at it, getting that one person at home. Maybe if he could change that one, you know, dad or mom, and that changes a whole family. And maybe that produces another saint in their kids. Just takes one. It doesn't take 40 million. That one will multiply like gremlins. Well, maybe yeah. not use the word gremlins, but <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. No, I totally agree. I'm excited. But yeah, and then you know, bring up the holy face afterwards because that's that was the Catholic idea. I want to make war on the communists. That was what our Lord said to the Sister Mary St. Pierre. Yeah. And it's that's you you read this, he gives you the why or the reason behind it, and then you do the devotion to answer it. So I mean mm. it's not the full machine devotion, he's giving you the background to this and many other things. Hmm. But the the Catholic arsenal is so powerful. Again, you read up from the the the, uh, the devotion to Holy Face and what it talks about. Not you know make a reparation for blasphemy, atheists, communists. Uh, that was the whole thing, French Revolution. Uh, skipping out on a holy day's obligation. I mean, don't go anymore. Not respecting this. Not respecting the Sabbath. Going to you know uh, doing whatever you were working on it, going shopping, things like that. They were having problems like that back in his day. And that's the way he talks about with the economy. You look, mm -hmm. you brought up capitalism earlier. We like, I remember putting a tweet out about Thanksgiving last year or something like that going, man, I wish Sundays were like this. You could yeah. drive. I could drive from one side of town to the other. There was nobody in the parking lots. We were going over to a family in-law's house and they treated Thanksgiving as it were like Christmas or a Sunday. What if yeah. the world, what if the city treated Sunday like, you know, Thanksgiving Day? Nobody's driving, no one's working. Yeah. Focused on the family, focused on going to mass or something like that. 
the impact would be huge. But it's the communistic idea of money, 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 money. You get the economies first. Right. The economy is the root is the is the number one thing. And you write your remarks about that. And what's going on now? You own nothing, be happy. Take it away, private property. That's that communist 101. Mm-hmm. And again, he talks about all that in this book. And then he says, yeah. What do you do about it? You know, my simple solution is, you know, get an image of the holy face and start learning about that and start the, getting calluses on your knees. Yeah, amen. Amen. Yeah. Well, thanks so much, Shope. Can you tell us uh, where, where we can find, you know, Fulton Sheen's writings these days? Because, I mean, he wrote almost 100 books or so. Maybe it was even 100. I don't know. But he wrote a ridiculous number of books. Maybe some of them are still out of print. But, you know, we, we talk about communism and conscience in the West. But, like, where else can we learn about his writings? And you got Tan has just come out with the, uh, was it five or six books on? Uh, yeah, five books. Series. Yeah. You probably put it in the show notes. I will. Uh, you go YouTube. If you want the audio versions of them, I, I'm, I think two or three of his books are in uh, audio video on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously, keepthefaith.org. Uh, they have so many conferences of Sheen. It's, I don't think you can listen to them all with, in a year if you tried. And I think if you're a cleric yeah. listening, it's still free. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, you just got to contact them and they'll give you the MP3s. But yeah, you pretty much can swing a dead cat and find a book by Sheen. But uh, and we already talked about World's First Love. I mean, no. the book on the Blessed Virgin, man, that, was, that just blew you away. I mean, Alfonso's uh, book on Mary is just incredible, but his is his is his is really really good too. Yeah. No, it really is. And I appreciate you mentioning that. And it will, I will put that in the show notes, uh, Tan's new uh, anthology um, that has these five books, Way to Happiness, Communism and the Conscience of the West, uh, Thinking th- uh, Life Through, Philosophies of War and Preface to Religion. Uh, it's a great starter. If you don't have, if you've only got one of those books, buy this and give one of them away, the one that you have and 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 start there. Um, I uh, I did start with Communism and the Conscience of the West and, uh, and I just am, you know enthralled i will tell you that if you've got a lot of kids it's better not to read it with kids distracting you around you want to be focused um you know it's it's so insightful and so powerful that you'll miss something if uh, if you allow yourself to be distracted for like half a page um you know but uh but yeah i really appreciate it. so steve i want to give an opportunity for you to tell uh our listeners where they can find more about you also going to be in the show notes so You've got such an incredible apostolate. It's so rich with tradition and rich with, um, you know, in, incredible um, homilies and insights into the faith. And so why don't you let us know or let our listeners know where they can uh, stay in touch with you and, and follow you? I'm sure most of them are probably the subscribers or same as mine. I'm sure mine are subscribers of y'all's and oh, yeah. vice versa. So if you sense fidelium.com, most people don't know there's a website. It's got 11,000 links on it. Yeah. Uh, if you know anybody that speaks Spanish, French, and Italian, there's Spanish, French, and Italian on there wow. uh, with YouTube channels for those as well. I'm trying to expand those as we speak. Uh, I got some plans to take over for world domination sometime in the near, not so distant future. Uh, you got sensefidelium.tv, which is the Catholic uh, YouTube alternative. It has nothing to do with me. It's just got the brand name. Uh, there's about 35, 40 channels on there. But if you don't want to watch a video with uh, weird stuff on the side, recommendations, maybe an ad pop up that you don't like, which I just found out, you can change, you can, you can, you can cycle some ads. That. And you go to, 
the banquet. I just found that out. Yeah. I'm learning in my old age, but uh, so you can go there and watch it. There's playlists. It's everything that YouTube has and a little bit more, and they're adding more to it uh, daily. Just started what, five months ago, really just launched. And uh, yeah, then obviously you got the YouTube channel itself. As long as Google doesn't kick me off. Amen. Amen. Wow. Well, I'm so grateful, Steve, for your time. And we did literally just scratch the surface of, yeah. of this book and of Fulton Sheen and communism and all the incredible uh, works that he's, I don't even know, scratching the surface. Maybe we just put a smudge on the surface or something like that. I mean, it's oh, really yeah. powerful. And all kinds of things he brings up. Yeah. And it, it's so, it's so insightful and so helpful. So as we're ending here, I'm going to leave with a famous quote from Fulton Sheen from this book which is that right is right if nobody is right and wrong is wrong if everybody is wrong. And so we just have to stay true to uh, the teachings of the faith and to our lives as men, uh, whether you're married or not. So Steve, just thank you so very much uh, for joining us today. Anytime guys, appreciate you having me on. Amen. And as we end every episode, be a man, be a saint.